After taking a look at some potential strengths for the team, it's time to look at potential concerns for Sun Devils. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. And, of course, a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. We are here to talk some more Arizona State Sun Devils football. As we previously had talked about areas of strength for the team, today we are going to be talking about areas of concern for the team. And I do want to highlight real quick, this has nothing to do with weaknesses this isn't kind of calling out guys and saying these guys stink or they they need to be replaced anything like that that's not the case especially because these kids are young guys there there's a lot of guys that are uh, retro sophomores and juniors and whatnot they they deserve opportunities to be able to get better anything like that so the last thing they need is someone coming in and saying, man, these guys stink. They they need somebody who's better. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to say, hey, there's not a lot of depth here or there's not a lot of experience here. It's a position that we should be monitoring to see how it all shakes out. That's the whole point of this. We're not ripping guys or anything like that. This is, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at this position during the offseason, during spring practices, during training camp, all of that. I also want to mention real quick that the podcast is going to be playing on Sundays as well. Moving forward, starting tomorrow, we're going to have basketball-exclusive episodes that are going to go over what happened with Arizona State Hoops. I feel like I am not doing enough basketball content. So starting tomorrow on Sundays, we're going to have brief little episodes, probably about 15 minutes or so, that are going to catch you up on the two games. So. Typically, they play Thursday and Saturday. We'll wrap you up on both of those real quick. Now that we got that out of the way, I want to mention a quick honorable mention here. And this is the special teams unit, but more specifically looking at the kickers because there's there's not necessarily any proven guys on punting or kicking right now. They brought in uh, Parker Lewis as a kicker from Ohio State. Hasn't really been active during his time there. He did have some opportunities previously at USC. He was a quality kicker there. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm curious how he's going to fit into this equation. I feel like he might be a plug-and-play for you, but I could also see a scenario where you are letting it play out and see 
what else you have on the roster. Because you have Ian Hershey, who's like a punter, kicker, uh, substitute, whatever. And then you've got redshirt freshman Carson Kiefer as well, who's going to be coming in, local kid from Corona del Sol High School out in Tempe. I think there's going to be some competition here. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. But after last year with the very up and down season that Dario Longhetto had, I this this is going to be one of the most interesting battles to me, seeing how this all fo- falls out. And then Punter as well. You've got Race uh, Malham, who's a redshirt senior for the team. And you've got Canyon Floyd. And anybody who's been listening to the podcast knows I am a big fan of Canyon Floyd. I think the dude's just got an absolute leg. He was a five-star punter coming into this draft or draft class, into this recruiting class. And he was a three-star regardless. This kid boom, can boom it. Really looking forward to seeing him in action. But you're curious if the redshirt senior gets the edge over the freshman. And again, Ian Hershey is also kind of that flex kicker punter guys. So there's just one more body there. So I feel like there's three guys competing for kicker, three guys competing for, for punter. And of course, Ian Hershey going to be in on both of those. As far as returner goes, I don't really have any worries there. There's a lot of guys. There's Elijah Badger. There's Melquan Stovall. There's Relique Brown. There's Jordan Tyson. They've got no shortage of guys. They're going to get something going together. And then Tyler Wigglesworth is coming in to be the long snapper. So those I feel fine with. Kicker, punter, I'm going to be paying attention to. Let's go ahead and hop into, I have four areas of concern here. The first one might take you a little off, off, uh, off guard here. And that's actually the tight end position. Now, hear me out because I have hyped this unit up before but I've taken a little bit of a step backwards to kind of assess everything that's going on. Looking at this tight end unit, it's all about Bryce Pierre right now. Pierre is going to be a graduate student. He actually got some pretty decent playing time last year, uh, catching, oh, I just lost you. Oh, well, that doesn't help. I was looking at receiving. Uh, 17 catches for 139 yards. I know that doesn't sound impressive, but... He did have some really good grabs, and he was somebody who was involved with the team with the highs and lows of Jalen Conyers this past year. And Conyers missed time, and Bryce Pierre stepped up in his place. And Pierre's going to come in this year as the team's uh, top tight end. I think you might have him for a potential breakout season. I think later... Uh, in the offseason, when we start doing like our breakout guys and our sleepers, you're probably going to see Bryce Pierre on there because not a lot of people are going to be aware of who he is. But I think he will be by the end of the year. The thing is, after him, it's a lot of guys that are unproven. So you've got Mar- uh, Marqueston Douglas, who is transferring in from uh, Florida State. And oh my God, is he massive. 6'5", 280 pounds. This feels like somebody that you can just flex all over the place and see what you can get out of him. They also get uh, Cameron Harpole out of San Diego State is transferring in as well. So they brought in some bodies to be uh, depth guys and potential starters. I would not be surprised to see these three end up getting a lot of rotation time. 
And then, of course, there's my dude, Jaden Fortier. And if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love Jaden Fortier. The problem with Fortier is he's recovering from an ACL surgery, so I don't know when he's going to be available. Is he going to be there at the start of the year? Is he going to miss his entire freshman year? We don't really know what to expect out of Fortier, but he should be taking his time in the meantime. So with Marqueston Douglas and with Cameron Harpole, there's going to be some extra, what's the word I'm looking for? I wouldn't call it pressure, but there's going to be a lot more reliability is going to be placed upon them. Like this team is going to rely upon them maybe more than some of the other transfers that are coming in. And Colson Arenz is a redshirt freshman and Connor Lopez is the true sophomore. There are guys here. It's just not a lot of them have had significant playing time with the Sun Devils. That's where it's an area of concern to me because at the end of the year, this could very well be a point of strength. It really could be. In theory, you have four guys who I think can be really good contributors with Pierre, Douglas, Fortier, and Harpel. And then whatever you get out of Arenz and Lopez is a bonus. I am just going to put a little bit of a concern label on it right now. Not doubting the talent. I I am doubting the lack of experience here because your number one tight end in Bryce Pierre has been the team's number two tight end for the last two years, maybe even number three behind Messiah Swinson, who's no longer with the program due to eligibility. That's where this is winding up on my concern list here is because I don't really know what we should be expecting out of this unit. Kenny Dillingham likes to get his tight ends involved, but how much are we truly going to see the tight ends this year? I don't really know. I feel like Kenny is still going to want to get these guys involved in more ways than one, but that's where I have them wind up on my list of an area of concern. Again, emphasizing this, not doubting the talent. These guys are more than capable of being very good, productive players for the team. My thing is, I just want to see how it all works out. And there's a couple other more positions that we got to talk about here. A few more positions, I should say, and we're going to get into them in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sunnables podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL regular season might be over, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook with the NFL playoffs here. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app's easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. There's those live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find those popular parlays. And there's so many more different ways you can do as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications. Want to shout out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's going to keep you up to date with all the biggest news, like Bill Belichick getting a second interview with, what's it called, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the 
Uh, Stanford women's head coach, I don't have her name in front of me, actually tied Coach K from Duke for the most wins in NCAA history last night, and she's got a chance to pass him tomorrow. Lots of big news that's going to be covered, so make sure you hit subscribe. Check it out. Also, real quick, shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. You guys are the real MVPs. Let's get back into our conversation now and take a look at another area of concern here, and that's going to be the offensive tackle spot. And I know what you're thinking. Richie, this was a concern last year. You're you're right. And part of that was because of injury, right? The entirety of the offensive line was really banged up last year because of everything that was going on in the injury department. And it's really hard to be able to move past that kind of stuff. But this, this Sun Devils unit is quite a bit different this year. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest uh, changes comes at left tackle where Isaiah Glass, who missed, I think the last like four games last year uh, before transferring out mid season is gone. He transferred. He's at Oklahoma state now. And we're going to be waiting to see how it shakes out with the rest of the guys that we have. Now, there are guys that I'm confident in. I really like uh, Bram Walden. I've been high on him since he came here last year through the transfer portal. I am going to continue to be high on him because I felt like he played pretty well when he was healthy and on the field. But again, just like most of the guys, he was banged up. You're going to have Emmett Bowley back. Bully, I do have faith in, but the thing that sucks is he's coming back from injury. He only played, I think, two games last year. And he had a really bad uh, leg injury where he got air casted. I don't know when he's going to be available. It could be the start of the year, just depending on how the rehab process goes. I mean, he could be back for spring ball, for all we know. But definitely going to be a guy to... Take a look at Max Ionaker is somebody who's gotten playing time all over the place. Uh, they brought in a transfer, uh, Josh Atkins from Hawaii, who I wouldn't be surprised if he was a starter for you. Joey Sua, I'm curious where they line him up. He got kind of put all over the place. I feel like he's probably closer to a guard than anything else, but you have a lot of guys on the interior they there are no shortage of interior offensive linemen that have been brought in they brought in four guys through the recruiting class two guys through the transfer portal they got depth and you have lee fontano coming back and you've got um lee i already said lee fontano you've got ben coleman coming back from injury you've got joey sua there's no shortage of depth along the interior, but I'm curious how the tackle spot works out because in a perfect world, you have Bram Walden and insert a guy. I'll say Emmett Bully for right now. You have those two plug and play for 12, hopefully 13 games. That is a perfect best case scenario for you. The problem is that rarely works out. And these guys should be healthy. That's great news, but you can't guarantee they're going to stay healthy. You also can't guarantee that everybody is going to be able to return to return to form from last year. It also doesn't help that 
so many guys got snaps all over the place. So you don't necessarily have very many guys that I feel are entrenched as tackles right now. There's a ridiculous amount of depth along the interior of the line. That was one of the one of the positions I highlighted yesterday was a point of strength for the Sun Devils. But one of the areas of concern here is the tackle spot. And that's simply because I just don't know what the depth is going to look like. We also don't know how these guys are going to look coming back from injury. So it has nothing to do with talent as I cannot begin to stress enough. It's just how does it end up looking? And that's where we're going to go ahead and flip to the defensive line and more particularly the defensive interior. I think that there is similar to last year, not as much uh, depth along the defensive line. And that's where my concern starts. So we'll go ahead and look at the guys who I feel confident with. That CJ fight who blew us away this past year and Anthony Cooper, who missed a lot of time last year, but he's one of the guys you probably plug and play. Those are your starting uh, interior defensive linemen from there. I'm curious what it looks like. Similar to what I said about the, the offensive tackle spot, it's the same thing for defensive tackle. It's just a lot of inexperience here. You've got guys like Kyron Borda and Landon Thomas, who redshirted last year. Tristan Monday and Sam Benjamin were rotated in last year. Those are both uh, redshirt sophomores for the team. Uh, you've got Harold Brooks III. You've got, um, I think that might be it for guys that I would put on the interior. Just a lot of inexperience. You have two guys that I feel very, very confident in, in terms of, I can put them on the field and I know what I'm getting. And that's Anthony Cooper and CJ fight. But if God forbid one of them went down, what does it look like? I know that, like I said, Tristan Monday and Sam Benjamin were rotated in. I at least like them to be able to continue to be rotation guys. And who knows, maybe they take a huge step forward this year and become starters for the team. But again, the point of this list is to highlight spots where they could be areas of concern. I want to see how the younger guys are able to work in. I want to see how the veteran guys look as well. And they did bring in uh, uh, from uh, Louisville, Jeffrey Clark. They brought in Jeffrey Clark, but six foot 270. He's not necessarily going to play like the nose for you. And they really only have one true nose, in my opinion, with CJ fight. So if God forbid something happens, what's the unit going to look like? Again, this is not doubting these kids talent. This is not doubting anybody being a good player, anyone being a bad player. It's just, I'm going to be paying attention to see how everything shakes up. They've got some young guys coming in as well, like James Giggy and uh, Ramar Williams, but both of them feel like more edge players than anything else. How's it going to look? That's what we're going to be monitoring. There is one more spot here that I'm highlighting as a potential area of concern that might take you a little off guard. We're going to get to it in just a sec. This is Locked On Sun Devils Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, and more near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying your tickets. You can see the seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Those all-in prices I mentioned, they're going to show the total upfront. You know you're getting a great deal before you check out with no hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds. It's two easy taps. You can also get your tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to get your last-minute tickets. There's exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals for tickets for all your sports, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever else you can think of. With zone deals, you can pick the section, and Game Time will pick the seats for big-time savings. And, of course, that Game Time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. One more time, wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. I appreciate you all for tuning in. And a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Make sure that you guys check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. They're going to keep you up to date with all the biggest breaking news that's going on. And it's free. Check it out. Next time you're sitting at your dinner table and you're looking for something to uh, turn on while you're eating your food, because I know I do that and I know you do it too, throw on Locked On Sports Today. It's 24-7. They're always going to have something for you. It's our national shows. It's breaking news, all that good stuff. Let's go ahead and round out this conversation with the area of concern that I feel like might take some people off guard, and that's the corner back spot. Now, before you freak out, because I know a lot of you are thinking, Richie, they've got guys that have starting experience. You're absolutely right, they do. There's uh, Cole Martin who's coming in, who's going to be playing in the slot. At worst, he's playing the slot. That is a plug-and-play starter. He was a stud coming out of high school. He's He was a stud coming from Oregon. He's a stud. Plug and play. From there, my area of concern, similar to the other spots, is, and this is more distribution of snaps than anything else, because there's a lot of bodies here. Ed Woods is back. Mason Williams is back. Uh, they've got some other young guys as well. Uh, Lennox Lawson is returning. Keith Abney is back. Keontas Bradley is back. Uh, Jack Ball is back. Roman Rashada is here for his Richard senior season. There's tons of guys returning. There's con- tons of guys who came in from uh, the recruiting classes through the transfer portal. You had LaTerrence Welsh from LSU. You had Javen Robinson from uh, Wazoo. In the recruiting class itself, you brought in Tony Lewis Nakuba. You brought in Chris Johnson Jr. There's Rodney Bamage. No shortage of guys. That's amazing news. Unlike the other positions I highlighted here, there's depth at this spot. 
like a ridiculous amount of depth. But again, my area of concern is, do you have a number one corner? Do you have a number two corner? I think you have a lot of number twos right now. Do you have a number one who's going to be able to line up on the opposing receivers, number one, and blanket them and shut them down? That's what I'm curious with. It's not a position that I look at as an area of weakness. It's not an area or it's not a position that I look at as a, oh my God, what are we going to do? I am looking at it in the sense of there's so much depth here, but how is it going to look? And is it is it going to be a true number one guy? Because you've had Roe Torrance the last two years and Roe Torrance really emerged as a number one corner for you. And Roe Torrance is going to the, uh, is it the East West Shrine Bowl? I think it's, I think it's the Shrine Bowl. And he's going to the NFL. I don't know what the NFL has for him. He's going pro regardless. Maybe it's the uh, XFL merger that they just had. I can't remember what their league is for spring football, but he's got a future, bottom line. These guys that are left, I think you got a lot of good guys. I, I for one, am really, really high on Ed Woods. I thought he played incredibly well this past year, but he was rotated in a lot. So when you have guys that are constantly rotated in, like Ed Woods was, like some of the other guys, how is it going to shake out with them being full-time starters? Cole Martin, plug and play. Um, but you're replacing a lot of guys. Roe Torrance is gone. D Ford is gone. Jordan Clark transferred. You lost your top three guys. You have one spot locked down with Cole Martin. Who's going to start elsewhere? Is this going to be a unit that is going to be rotated a lot? That's more my area of concern here. And I'll even put it in quotes, area of concern, because I don't look at it as a weakness, not at all. In fact, there is plenty of depth here. But if you're comparing it to like safety, which I highlighted as an area of strength, the difference is there was a lot of playing time with those safeties. You had uh, you had Ghost Rouser, who is a guy who had playing time. You had Xavier Alford, who when he was on the field was a stud. He had played before. Shamari Simmons was back. He had played before. These are guys that had starting experience. These corners we have don't have a ton of starting experience. Could this end up being a strength? 100%. Could this end up being one of the strongest positions on the team? 100%. Do we have guys that I am comfortable with? Absolutely. But right now, my area of concern with this team is, is anyone a true starter? Is anybody a true number one corner. And even if they're not, if the rest of defense plays well, you don't necessarily need it. But we don't know what it's going to look like. That's where I'm curious. Curious more than anything, I think is fair for the cornerback spot. Honestly, more just curious with all of these because there's there are guys that I believe in at each position. Every single position we mentioned, there is at least one guy or two guys or more who I highlighted as, yeah, I feel confident with them.
but it's the rest of inexperience or injuries that I'm curious with. It's that with the corner spot is just inexperience in terms of true starting time. Those are my areas of concern, not weaknesses. Emphasizing that one more time, not areas of weakness, areas of concern, positions that I'm going to be paying really close attention to. What positions are you going to be paying attention to? Is there any spot where you want to really want me to focus on during spring ball? When that comes around, let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. The podcast is LO underscore Sun Devils. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. We are going to be back again tomorrow and Sundays moving forward as we continue to cover ASU basketball. We're going to be six days a week. We'll be Monday through Friday, maybe Saturday, depending on if we have the flex or anything, but we'll still be five days a week. We will still be on Sundays moving forward to cover basketball. If anything else big in basketball happens, don't worry. We're still going to have basketball episodes, but we're dedicating one day a week to basketball. In the meantime, though, I'm going to keep you updated on everything else. I'll see you next time. And until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun